This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome back to a brand new year of the Storm Center podcast. I am your host, Drew Everhart, and have a familiar face sitting across from me, your former host, John Kay. How you doing, John? Uh, hi, I'm doing well. Uh, stoked to be here. Happy to <laughs> happy to be on a mic again and actually be actually actually be done at the end of the semester this time. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be excited for you. Can't wait to see what you do after you're done here. Uh, so. Pretty much all the sports we're going to talk about. Going to recap the end of last year because we weren't able to cover some of the main topics. And one of them was a big one we weren't able to cover. Jake Gladio winning the national championship for the 400-meter hurdles at the NCAA D3 Outdoor Track and Field Championships. So congratulations to Jake, and uh, I wish that we were here to cover that. Yeah, that's that's big time. I mean, not very often do you get a national champ walking around campus, so... Uh... That's pretty awesome. Big congrats to him. A lot of hard work goes into that. And now on to football season for him anyways. Two, yeah. Two sport athlete. So that's pretty cool. And he's going to tear it up this year. And then also we have uh, Mercedes Darty winning MIAA MVP for softball. Congratulations to her. She had a heck of a year. Uh, pretty much missed the first eight games. We weren't really sure why. But she, we were saying before, imagine going out eight games missing and then still winning MVP. Yeah, I mean, that's just uh, craziness. I mean, absolute pure hitter. Mercedes tore the cover off the ball all year long. Really didn't even, when she came back after that, missing the first eight games, didn't even skip a beat. Just looked no. like she was in midseason form. Yeah, she was just right into just it. Just rolled all year long. So big congrats to her. That was really awesome season that we got to witness last year. I know you and I got to call a good majority of the games they were a lot of fun a lot of fun that team that team was tough as nails and yet finished 21st overall at the final year of the polls still unable to make the ncaa tournament what do we make of this i personally think we got hosed but i'm a little biased towards it i mean yeah we're gonna be a little biased because obviously like we just said we sat there and watched Watched this team play all year. We knew how talented they were. The pitching staff was fantastic. Um, the hitting was incredible. Their ability to play from behind that team just they yeah. never folded. I mean And like over half those players in the lineup hit over three hundred. Yeah. I mean that's a extremely talented team. And I think the uh I think the NCAA definitely uh the selection committee for the D three softball tournament, I definitely think they uh missed out on one of the best teams in the nation competing for a chance to go to the championship. I mean, the year before COVID hit, when we had that last full season, that was a team that finished third in the nation. Yep. And for them not to even get a chance to go and try and better that, uh, it's really a shame. And, I mean, had unfortunate circumstances not struck at the end of last year, they, I'm going to say, I'm going to bet my house that I don't have yet on the fact they would that they would have won that tournament. I would back you on that 100%. That team was, like you said, they, they were good overall, but they played from behind 
all the time, and it seemed like if there was like a prediction of who was going to win in the like corner of the screen, you wouldn't have Trine in there until like the sixth inning. But with that team, it was just a shame. Of course, the MIAA tournament got rained out. Very sad that they just didn't get the opportunity. Well, it rained out, and then other other stuff that yeah. we're not going to talk about. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're record when trailing was absolutely obscene they won so many one run games yeah. i mean the last game they won of the year against alma was a one run game and alma struck first in the top of the fifth and yep. they came back and managed to hold on but i mean that's just a team very talented team that uh yeah missed 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 uh, opportunity there from the selection committee yep and uh one good thing for the softball team to look for in the future, they only lost three people, Campman, Porter, and Vandegeese in front of the pod. So very excited to see what that team does, uh, but that's a little ways away from now. Yep, we got a lot of stuff to get to between then and now. Yep, including college football. This oh, yes. whole weekend's been going crazy. Everyone's been popping <sighs> off about it. But Trine decided to go over to Manchester and absolutely whoop but yeah, smoked the Spartans 59 14, I believe. 52 14. 52 to 52 14. 14. Putting it on them. That's uh that's huge. Had some had some big games from Alex Price, uh Zane Kirby, yep. Connor Arthur, Kyron Pearson, Brandon Klein all went for over 90 yards receiving. I mean, just huge. Went out, did the job, and they did it extremely well against a team that you expect them to do the job. Yep, and that's one thing you expect from football all the time. You hear Belichick talk about it all the time. Just do your job. You're going to get it done. And I feel like that's what Abs always talks about, especially with the opportunity is nowhere. It's now here and all that. So congratulations to them. Again, Zane Kirby absolutely went off, and Alex Price did the same. And uh, looking forward to this Saturday where they play Rose Holman at the Zollner Stadium. Yeah, I mean, conference leader, rusher, Last year, and Zane Kirby ran for almost 600 yards. Really good start to the season. It's really a really young offensive line this year, or some yeah. young pieces on the offensive line, losing losing a couple of pretty key starters from last year's team. But 109 yards, three touchdowns in your in your debut, and again going up as you said against a Rose Holman team that offensively that team's really good. Yeah. They've got, um, I believe, somebody told me I missed it when I was doing my research because I'm calling the game Saturday. But an all-American running back, um, yep. their one receiver, Noah Thomas, dude's a beast. He's one of the best receivers in Rose Holman history. Uh, ran track, gonna be a tough cover for Aaron Dean or Angel Sanchez, whoever gets matched up against him. But those guys—they're not the young corners that we saw two, no. three years ago. No, they're those guys are more all, mature. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I was watching one of the football players before class today. They were watching film on and getting ready to scout it up. That team, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a really good game to watch. Hopefully everyone will be able to get out there. And, uh, man, I just can't wait for football at Trine. Yeah, I can't either. It, uh, you can just feel the buzz around campus. All the football players, they've all got a little extra pep in their step knowing yep. that it's the first home game this weekend. And, man, you can just you can feel it. And it's like every day you're – Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> one day closer to Saturday. One day closer to Saturday. Yeah, one you, day closer. And you know they've been itching at it because the last game they played was on a Thursday. So they have even more time. 
between the games. They've got to be antsy right now, and I guarantee we see some really big plays out of these guys. Yeah, and I mean that's gonna be that's gonna be needed. That's kind of what the offense has lacked the last couple years since we lost Lamar Carswell and mm-hmm. uh, Brian Winters, Andrew Duck, Andrew Duckett, and Evan Wise. I mean those guys that uh, Jeffrey Barnett, guys that produced the big plays. We've been lacking that the last couple of years. So, I mean, we've seen it from Kirby. Price, obviously, huge game last week. Mm. Uh, he's going to need to keep up the consistency throwing the ball, and we need, need our receivers to get open. Yep, and those receivers did just that against Manchester. Hopefully, they'll be able to do the same against Rose Holman, the fighting engineers. Is yeah. that what they're called? Yeah. yeah. Went on a tour, Rose Holman. Yeah. Did it's you really? Right. Yeah, it's all right. What's it like there? Um. Not as good as trying. Yeah, there's just <laughs> the I'll tell you, the dorms are uh, they're pretty old. I'll tell you that. Ugh, yeah. So throwing, but, uh, throwing shade early. That's what we do. Yeah, that's all we do here in Storm Center. <laughs> just cover trying sports and just throw shade at everyone else. Yeah, yeah, it happens. The one thing I do want to see uh, defense needs to get pressure this year. Yeah. Uh, Nafe Kyle Nafe's going to do a really good job at that. I hope that they have more surrounding him yeah Aaron Dean you know he's gonna be really good Angel Sanchez they're gonna yeah. lock down two it, top flight corners but you need to help the corners out and get to the quarterback yep. and like you said that defensive line again last year kind of a wash because it was such like an odd season but yeah. some valuable experience for the for the guys up front and Kyle Nafe got to stay healthy but that kid yeah whew, he can. when he's healthy my lord yeah they're heat seeking missile <laughs> yeah it's just all that they really need to do, yeah, just focus on the defensive end. Just if that D line is solid, I mean, I think we're we're off to the races. Just getting the receiving core in sync. They seem to be a little out of it last year, if I remember right. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much just all they need. And I'm, I'm, I can't say enough. I'm excited. Yep, ready to ready to rock and roll. Another, hopefully, good year. Get back, get back to fighting. Obviously, last year fought for it, but again, kind of a strange season with all the COVID yeah, stuff going on. In the spring, yeah. it's just it was it was a strange year, but good chance again get a lot of lot of guys some valuable experience, and now time to rebound from that rough 2019 year that's so far in the rearview mirror that you can hardly remember it. Yeah, which is perfect for a team looking to fight at the top of the MIAA conference this year. Yeah, and they say the some of the best teams have the best short memory and that's all you need for especially for seasons like these, just two in a row. It's going to be really tough. But uh so you and Andy Brown will be on the call on Saturday. Uh, that's just you two, right? No yep. one else. All right. Yep. So be sure to tune in those guys. Those guys are going to be electric. They're they always are. I mean, you guys yeah. never disappoint. Thank you. Thank you. Late game. Late game on Saturday, yes. too. That's strange. This is the... F- yeah, oh, first, we have a Thursday so night, weird. and now Which, we have a late Saturday. The Thursday night thing is normal, but this is a lot. Like, trying... I, I like to liken trying to my favorite college football team <laughs> that always plays on... Th- that always plays at 3.30. Mm-hmm. Except for the opening game, they play at noon because nobody wants to... Nobody wants to watch them lose to Appalachian State again. <laughs> so, that gives away who my team is. But... They play at 3.30 every week, and yep. Trine was the same way. We play at 1 o'clock every Saturday. Yeah. And then I looked at the schedule, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll wake up, go eat some brunch, and then walk over to the field. And it's like, you're going to be sitting at the field for six hours by yourself because it's a 7 o'clock game. It's like, <laughs> what? 
So that's kind of weird, but it'll be nice. I like, I, I think being under the lights will definitely give a different intensity to the game. Yep. And I mean, it's just that much more waiting around to get the guys amped up. Yep. So I'm, I'm anticipating a really good game. Now a thing me and Lang- Langston used to do mm-hmm. back when we did this predict a score. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. You get to go first. <clears throat> I'm throwing down the gauntlet winner. When we'll come up with something that the winner gets, we'll keep track each week, okay. give ourselves a point for okay. picking the correct winner. And if you get bang on on the score, we'll figure something out. All right. All right, so if I have to go for score against Rose Holman, got some really good offensive weapons. Don't know that much about Rose Holman's defense. Uh, I'm going to go with a score. going to go try and winning, obviously. I mean, yeah. what are we here for? Yeah. I'm going to go try and winning 21-18. to 18. I got a last-second field goal. That's a pretty win. That's pretty interesting. Um. Ah, I like trying. I do like trying. I think I think Aaron Dean, Angel Sanchez, they prevent or they provide, not prevent. Well, they're going to prevent the passing game a little bit, yep. but they're going to provide good coverage. I think it really comes down to if the defensive line can get after um, Rose Holman's quarterback, mm-hmm. and I'm blanking on his name, even though it's in my notes. Uh, da, 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 Andrew Dion. So I think defensive line is going to step up huge, and they're they're going to make a statement this weekend. I think it's going to be high scoring still, though, just because, again, like you said, Rose Holman, so much talent on the offensive side. Yeah. Zane Kirby, I think he goes nuts again, opens up the play-action game. And I'm going to say Trine wins 35-32 on a 42-yard game-winning field goal from Ryan Hibbets. Oh, we're going that specific I'm going that specific. (laughs) Okay. Hey, it's only crazy if it doesn't work, right? Right. So those are the (laughs) predictions we will try and figure out. What we have on the line here, and uh, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, pretty sure that's it. I don't think there's going to be uh, players of the week for this week just because there's been so much going on. We haven't yeah. really been able to find everything. So next week we will have. We'll give player of the week to Jamon Gibson, 62 yard. Oh, the pick I- six. Pick, yes, absolutely. Int is a as a defense lineman. Go get it, big fella. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Go get it. All right. Well, that will be it for this week. We will talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.